David Lugo, how are, how are you now? Pretty good. We're in the 30th week of Ordinary Time. 31st Sunday of Ordinary Time. Oh, 31st <laughs> Sunday in Ordinary Time. Well, my uh, my lectionary has it in Roman numerals, and so <laughs> I always get confused with the num- X's and I's and everything. Yeah. Three X's and one I is at 31? Or is there a special 31. number for 30? Or letter. No, no, that's that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, so how'd it go yesterday? Did you get to preach? I did. You know, it was a kind of, um, it was a struggle because we had, so the Archdiocese of Denver released their list of the credibly accused clergy members this past oh, week. Oh, wow. Um, Ouch. So we, all the priests in the Archdiocese read a letter from the bishop, um, Oh, in place of the homily? No, well, maybe some did, but I it was it's a short letter, so I I still did about a half a homily, and then tried to connect it into the into the letter, basically saying, look, folks, if if we're gonna hope for change and try to find healing, then we have to act, we have to be like the tax collector. If mm-hmm. we look at anybody with the eyes of the Pharisee from that reading then this project is going to fail 100% of the time. This project being yeah. healing oh, fair and, and reconciliation. Yeah, that's 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 a really good angle because I think it can sometimes happen when the credibly accused are named that they are immediately then ostracized mm-hmm. from from yeah. the community, which you know, justice has to be rendered for sure, right. you know, but also people need to be loved yeah. You know, even 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 the abusers need yep. to be loved. You know. Well, in even way, you know? even the um, abused. You know, there's so much. There's so unfortunately, there's such a. I don't even know what it is. Like a taboo against coming forward. You know, there's the fear there, and so from their own perspective, feeling like they they can't be um, respected or treated fairly or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So there's it's on both sides that we've got to. Yeah. Bow our yeah, heads humbly yeah. before God and say, "Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner." Yeah, absolutely. Um, I um, I didn't do that because we weren't reading a reading. Uh, <laughs> we weren't reading a letter from anybody, but I focused on Saint Paul. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, competing and well, competing well, running the race, and I used the tax collector and the Pharisee as examples, not of two options, but of uh-huh. stages in the spiritual life. Yeah. So an adolescent spirituality is one that does all the externals correctly, but holds in their heart judgment of others. Uh-huh. And then a mature spirituality is one that recognizes one's own vulnerability before God and names yep. himself to be a sinner, you know? Um, yep. And how St. Paul, who is a Pharisee himself, you know, moved through that over the course of his journey, you know, um, in running the I race like well. It. Yeah, it was good. Um this week, though, we got more Luke going for us. Yeah, and we're sticking with the theme of a tax collector. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that. So it's like last week we had the tax collector, and this week we have another tax collector who is, one, from what I gather, is a good guy. He's a really... Yeah. He's, he's well, like, he's normal-sized. He's normal-sized. Um, <laughs> and my take, from the gospel at least, is I was really struck by that he wants to see Jesus. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. But like there's there's a play here of like sight, you know. Mm-hmm. He can't see because of the crowd, so he goes to be seen by Jesus, but also he wants to see Jesus. And there's the communion there of seeing and be seen, being seen. Yeah. Well, and what is the direction that he takes? He ascends mm. to see Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He tries to go above the things that are distracting or keeping him down or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. Although you could, I could maybe even see a play there in the gospel of an ascent and a descent because then Jesus calls him down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, um, I like that. You know, so there's the moving up to see Jesus, but then there's, if you're going to, oh, this is interesting. If you want to see Jesus from afar, maybe there is a movement upwards that has to happen. But if you want to be close to Jesus, he calls you down. Yeah. You know, in, in humility calls you down, downward. You know, there's a downward movement in this, in the Christian life. Yeah, well, it's a very liturgical thing as well. I mean, we go to Sunday Mass and are raised up. We get to literally touch heaven with the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, uh, you get to do this now. We are dismissed. Go yeah, forth. Yeah, to go forth into the world. I like that. So there's a movement yeah. upwards towards yeah. God and then a movement back downwards into the world. Um I like that. And then maybe a different version of this, maybe to switch it a little bit. Um, sometimes we may think that to be close to God, we have to climb a tree, go up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But sometimes what Jesus might be calling us to is to go down uh, to the lowly and there find him, you know, as well. So you could do a yeah. play of the directions in that way, too. Um, you know, how do you take the, the lowest place? How do you find people in, that are downcast and are downtrodden and finding yeah. the Lord there, you know? Yeah, because the Lord is literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. think so often we, we do, I think you're right, we try to go where we think God is um, and neglecting where, well, where he actually is, which is everywhere, even yeah. where we're yeah. uncomfortable. You know, another line that really stands out to me here, though, is, uh, this is really good food for, for prayer. And I do want to encourage people who are listening to spend time in prayer with these images. Cause I think that that's, that's the value for me, at least in these conversations. It gives me food for prayer. Um, the last line of the gospel, I think is really great. Uh, because the son of, I have it in Spanish, but the son of man came to seek and to save. What do you have? What's, yeah. what are the what words you yep, have? The same to seek and to save, to seek and to save those that are lost. I yep. love that because it says what was lost. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, um, or what has been lost. What I love about that is that the person who's doing the seeking is God, not yep. us. You know, yep. and so you can do the same play with like Zacchaeus. You know, he he wants to find Jesus, but he finds Jesus by moving kind of further away from him by moving up a tree, and Jesus is at the base of the tree, and Jesus calls him back, and Jesus comes to him and says you know, that I want to spend time with you. Um, I don't know. There's something interesting there. What about this? Um, What if Zacchaeus going up into the tree is his way of like sending out a signal saying, Lord, I'm here Mm. so that he can be found, you know, just like, um, you know, when we were kids, we were, um, we had to call our parents if we were going to, you know, when we were going to be home or what we were doing so that they knew um, where we were, they didn't have to know where, where we were at, um, every particular moment, but every now and then we had to check in. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so I wonder if there's a, there, if we could play with that idea of, uh, of I like the that. ascent is, is our, is our action is something that we do, but it's so that God can find us perhaps a little bit easier. Well, that's a really, I mean, that's what other theology of prayer do you have? You know, is, you know, well, we, right. we plea, and then I like that. Like there's maybe a theology of prayer that's implied here, which is that we pray, we send our prayers upward. And then the Lord meets us where we are, yep. um, yeah. you know, in the world and answers our prayers in the world, in time. Um, I like that. Um, I will say well, one of the things is switching gears a little bit. Um, I found that just generally the readings this week are just so rich with so much and so many possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I was really struck by is that the tax collector here, Zacchaeus, says, look, Lord, I have given half of my goods to the poor. And if I have defrauded anybody, I've given back to them four times as much, you know? Um, but what's fascinating about that is that he's telling Jesus this because, so it's like he's not just trying to gain attention from people. He's doing it because he knows the Lord is there. He calls him Lord, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And the reason I think this is important is if I go to the second reading, you know, we're now in Thessalonians, Paul says something really cool. He says, um, so do, do good, right. Is the, the work of faith is to do good, but, but that the name of the Lord may be glorified, right. The name of the Lord Jesus may be glorified. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, that why do we do good? Why does the tax collector give back to the poor? It's right to do so, but in so doing, he's giving glory to God, you know, and that's the purpose mm-hmm. here is to give glory to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think there's a great, theme of I think there is a theme of prayer running through all all of our readings. Um, you know, St. Paul, how does he begin that letter? We always pray for you, mm. brothers and sisters, that our God may fill you may make you worthy of his calling. Um so I think the, and then the Alleluia verse, uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only son from from John. Like that's prayer, that's giving of ourselves. Not for our not for ourselves. Um, but for the glory of God. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. And I think that sure. that's what Zacchaeus is doing. You know, I think that's what, from the Book of Wisdom, all of this talk of God as lover of souls, as the Lord of the whole universe, um, this grand, huge thing, being, um, is here for you <laughs> mm. and loves you. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think that is that is prayer. Mm-hmm. When we can encounter that, when we can engage with that. Yeah, I will say, I think the first reading and the Gospels definitely make it clear to me that one angle you can take these readings is that these are readings about God and uh-huh. less about readings about a person like Zacchaeus. But like if you take the the first reading, you know, God does not abhor anything that he has made. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the words here that I don't know how yours is translated, but um He's indulgent to all of his things, all the things that he's made. Um, uh, you know, he, it says, but you are indulgent, uh, with all the things that you have and you're very generous. There's a generosity implied, you know? Um, and what so I love, you love about all things that you are and loathe nothing that you have made. Um, perhaps. no, it's, it's a little bit away. It's a little bit after that. Um, you know, how would I substitute, uh, it, yeah, you know, so there's a line of questioning there in the middle. It's uh-huh. right after that. Um, but you spare all things because they are yours, O yeah. Lord and lover of souls. 
for your imperishable spirit is in all things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So read the first part of that again. Uh, but you spare all things because yeah. they are yours. Yeah, so the word spare there in Spanish, it's indulgent. So you're mm. you're indulgent with all these things. Mm. Um, what I love about that is that this reading and also the gospel gives me a sense that God is generous and loving of each one of us, and he seeks us to find us. Yeah. And, you know, that's an often quoted thing is that, you know, Christianity is God's search for man, not man's search for God. And so, right. you know, Jesus goes out and finds Zacchaeus. God in the book of wisdom is this magnificent, larger than life thing, but loves all of his creatures, you know, mm -hmm. and, and seeks them out and loves them. And, yeah. or like you said, the Alleluia verse, God so loved the world that he gave us his only son. Um, yeah. I don't know. There might be something there to be preached about, you know, who is God? Mm -hmm. Who is the God that we believe in? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, especially these days when just the, the world and all the things in it, <laughs> you know, especially in the church and just the secular, um, atmosphere is really, it's hard to see that sometimes is basically what I'm trying to say. Mm, yeah. Um, but we have to recognize as the book of wisdom says, for your imperishable spirit is in all things that even in the messiness, yeah, even in the things that I get frustrated with, even in you know all of this, God's imperishable spirit is there. Yeah, yeah. Read the last line in your English of the second reading because I was thinking about, especially when you mentioned things going on in the church or going on in the world. Uh, I thought about that when I read the last line of that whole last sentence in in Thessalonians. We ask you, brothers and sisters, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our assembling with him, not to be shaken out of your minds suddenly or to be alarmed either by a spirit or by an oral statement or by a letter allegedly from us to the effect that day, to the effect that the day of the Lord is at hand. Yeah. So I thought about that in terms of like, you know, things that happen in the church or things that happen in the world, it's like we just lose our cool. Like we lose our yeah. level-headedness. And I think we start to lose perspective easily. So the way it says it here is that, you know, don't easily lose your heads. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you know, don't easily lose your heads, nor nor should you be alarmed um, by any revelation that comes that's, you know, that is a rumor or a supposed letter from me. It's like, don't lose your heads. And I just find that on, you know, Twitter and the news cycle, especially with, yeah. you know, the synod ending and everything, they just people, I think, kind of losing their heads on yep. all kinds of issues. And and I, there's just something about the the confidence, and you say this a lot to me, is that the confidence that comes from knowing that the Spirit of God is in everything mm -hmm. and the love of God is bigger than all of us. And I don't know. And that first reading just gives me a lot of sobriety to be thinking about how much God loves me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, we try, we try to force so many things into be the masters of, well, of creation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and try to mold everything to bend everything to our will. Right. Right. Um, and you've got the great, the great image of, uh, from, from Lewis's space trilogy of evil being nothing more than bent goodness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's something that I'm going to be thinking about now. <laughs> yeah. That I had I mean, before. Yeah. I mean, we just, we, we can lose our heads, you know, of things and just forgetting yeah. that God is there. You know, God seeks out Zacchaeus. God is telling us, like, there's, I highlighted this line in the first reading. Uh, I'm not sure how you have it, but he loves all 
beings and doesn't hate anything that he's made. Yeah. And For you love all things that are and loathe nothing that you have made. Yeah. And the word in, in the Spanish, at least it's abhor. You don't abhor anything that you have made. And I just yeah. wrote next to it, you know, you are loved. That yeah. there's so many of us in many moments in my life that I might think that I'm not loved or I'm not worthy of love or that, you know, the world is going, you know, crazy and losing its mind and like God is nowhere. But it's like, wait a minute. God has, God is so much bigger than this and he loves me, you know, and he loves us and he seeks us out. Even Zacchaeus, he finds him where he's at and he calls him forth because the son of man came to find and to save those that have been lost, you know. Mm -hmm. um, there's just so much hope in these readings, I just find, you know. Yeah. Well, and I, and again, I think it's, I think that is the goal of prayer. You know, it's not, it's not a, like a magic thing that we do and all of a sudden we get exactly what we want mm -hmm. like i think that's the caricature of prayer that that often comes up and people get frustrated with when the thing that they ask for doesn't happen it's like mm. well no the point of prayer is to find to have that encounter to go up the tree and to see, be seen by god and to yeah. see god yeah yeah um, yeah, absolutely. You know, the meeting of two eyes, you know, Zacchaeus being seen and Zacchaeus seeing, mm -hmm. but that's prayer, you know, uh, resting in the confidence that God loves us. That's prayer, you know, giving glory to Jesus. That's prayer. It's in all of these readings, you know, yeah. um, and also how prayer is an act of God, not just an mm -hmm. act of man, you know, that God seeks us out and that's, that's big. And so when I think that I am terrible at prayer, it's like, well, as Paul says in Romans, it's like, the spirit intercedes on our behalf, you know, when we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, you know, it's, it is to that theme, I think, um, just what we've been talking about, you know, the, the gospel reading is Zacchaeus doing a lot of action. He's climbing, he's talking, he's moving towards the Lord. And the reading from wisdom, it's God doing all of these things, God yeah. loving, God um, being there, and et cetera. Yeah. And so I think it is really a meeting of those two. Mm. Like if, and we can trust, and I think this is why we begin with God at work, because that's not the part that will falter. God will always be at work. Yeah. Regardless of, of what I do. But then my response is, um, is like Zacchaeus. My response needs to be to climb the tree, to go back down into the world, to be, mm. to be that, um, you know, whatever to, to the people. Yeah. Amen. Cool, man. This has given me a lot to pray about. I'm glad that we do this early because it gives me a chance to think about it throughout the week. You know, I'm going to be preaching this yeah. weekend again. So, um, nice. so it'll be, it'll be good. Cool. Thanks, yeah. man. Any parting thoughts? Um, just that the Psalm continues that theme. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Um, Amen. It's all about praise. Amen. All right, cool. Well, Everyone listening, please spend some time praying and go to mass. Go to mass. All right. <laughs> See you next week. All right. Peace bye out. Bye now.